The Last Word with Matt Cooper. Dr. Brian Higgins, GP from Galway Primary Care, is with us to talk about undiagnosed chronic pain conditions. Uh, What's the medical term for those, Brian? Well, the most common one is a condition called fibromyalgia, and it can affect about one in every 50 people. Okay, what is it? Well, it's a very interesting condition because it's it's a pain disorder, which means that the um, like generally, if we think of a of a condition, there's something wrong. There is a a hormone imbalance, or there's an infection, or there's a broken bone. Whereas with um, fibromyalgia. The, the symptoms are actually the condition. So it's the, what people get is pain. They get increased pain sensitivity. They get fatigue, disorders of their sleep and issues with mood and memory. Okay. So the main symptom, in fact, is pain, is it? Yeah, it's a pain. It's a, it's a pain and fatigue are the primary symptoms. And people often present wondering what the underlying problem is. And what we do find is it's often what's called a diagnosis of exclusion insofar that we test people for underlying conditions such as vitamin D deficiency, thyroid abnormalities, uh, sleep apnea and inflammatory conditions that all can have similar symptoms. And what we find is all these tests are normal. And it can be very frustrating for patients because they have very severe debilitating symptoms. But um, we can't find any tests. All the tests come back normal. And then eventually what happens is we do some questionnaires and assessments and the patient will get diagnosed with fibromyalgia. Okay, this might seem very insensitive and I apologise to anyone who takes any offence by this, but could it be that these conditions are maybe imagined by those who suffer them? Uh, so that's one of the things that patients find uh, very, very frustrating is because when you say to somebody, look, um, the worst thing you could say to somebody is, look, this is in your head. But actually, you have to appreciate that everything we experience uh, is in our head. So when I'm speaking to you now, um, I'm on my phone. So your voice vibrates a little uh, speaker on my phone and it vibrates then some bones on my ear that could turn to ones and zeros that are transferred nerves from one part of my brain to my other that my brain then recreates a speech. So what I'm hearing, I'm not hearing your voice. I'm hearing the voice the sound that's created in my head from the signals that you've sent to me. And what happens with patients with fibromyalgia is the signals that are they are getting to their brain are causing a dysfunction and they're being perceived as pain when they shouldn't be. The best example I can give people is, have you ever been in a dark room and a bright light comes on and it's painful? Well, that's but what happens is our brain suddenly says, okay, this signal, yeah, it's painful, but that's not helpful to me. I'm going to block it and I'm going to adapt to it. And what happens to people with fibromyalgia is they really struggle to adapt. So when they go into that bright room, that bright light is going to stay painful for much longer and may even be perceived as more painful than someone with, without fibromyalgia. Go through again for me what investigations are done by a doctor when somebody presents with this pain. Generally, the first thing we'll do is do a full physical exam and then we'll do some blood tests to look for thyroid dysfunctions, vitamin D deficiency, patients who maybe have an enlarged neck or live with obesity. We might do a test for sleep apnea and we'll do some inflammatory blood tests. And what we do know as well that people with fibromyalgia, it's much more common in women, um, affects about 10 times as many women as men. And actually, 
patients with fibromyalgia might also suffer with irritable bowel syndrome, chronic fatigue, migraine, anxiety, depression, or issues with their, their joints and especially uh, teeth grinding and uh, temporomandibular or jaw joint disorders. So, so not only will we try to find underlying conditions, we'll try to identify some of the other conditions that coexist with fibromyalgia so we can create a, a holistic treatment plan to get their symptoms under control. But if you do decide it's fibromyalgia, how do you treat the condition? The tricky thing about managing fibromyalgia and a conversation I'll often have with my patients is unfortunately it's about maybe whether the figures are exact or not about 10% of what doctors can do for you and about 90% of it is rehabilitation. We have medications that we can use occasionally we'll use medications to increase pain threshold or we might use some pain relievers to try reduce the pain sensations that somebody are having but really what we're trying to do is reprogram the brain because the brain is identifying even simple exercise a person who has fibromyalgia might go for a walk and they might feel how you or I might feel if we went went and ran 20 kilometers be completely exhausted and what you have to do is get someone engaged in occupational therapy so that their brain can relearn that a certain amount of exercise is healthy and then you gradually increase the amount of exercise that they do trying to make sure that they've good diet they're getting adequate sleep and we're managing their pain until the body slowly adapts and people People have varying levels of severity. Some people will respond to that very quickly and some people will really, really, really struggle. So it's one of those conditions where we really need what's called a multidisciplinary team. You might, you'll need a doctor, but you'll also need an occupational therapist and a physio, all of whom who can be understanding and sensitive to that this condition is not imaginary, but it just because you somebody has pain doesn't mean that there's um, a problem with the organ that they're feeling the pain in. Could exercise, weight-bearing exercise be useful because if it is muscular often, could it be that building up the muscles would be an important thing to do? Absolutely. Um, Exercise is an essential role um, in this because it's a particular type of exercise that I'm interested in that you know sometimes you're told that particularly as people get older that their muscles shrivels and contracts that they need to keep working yeah. it to keep it functioning so um, what you're talking about there is sarcopenia which is the loss of muscle mass as we age and I'm a big believer though that uh, weight bearing exercise is important for everyone and that includes this condition Thank you very much, Dr. Brian Higgins, for being with us for The Last Word in Health. The Last Word with Matt Cooper. Weekdays from 4.30. Today, F-